happy to welcome in the CEO for the Crimson and Cream Collective. This uh, collective obviously has raised some eyebrows in a very positive way this week in the Sooner Nation. And we welcome in Jason Belzer. Happy to uh, have you join us on the Locked On Sooners podcast, Jason. Take everybody through. I know we, we want to kind of share just sort of what your vision is for the Crimson and Cream Collective, but I'm just curious because there's an ambitious campaign going on. How has how has this week gone launching this thing? Yeah, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, and I appreciate all the Sooner fans who may be listening. Uh, we launched Crimson and Cream uh, about a month and a half ago, uh, formally. It's been a uh, four or five-month process to get to this point. Uh, we started communications with the university in the spring uh, and our company student athlete nil manages collectives around the country the university wanted to have somebody come in and start something uh, that was well operationalized and something that they can connect their donors alumni to that they felt really comfortable was going to be done in the right way uh, so we launched and are uh, very well capitalized. We have a, a number of donors that have come in that have put in substantial dollars in. But the reality is to be competitive in the name, image, and likeness space, particularly in the sport of football, this collective needs to raise a lot of money. Uh, and we've heard and know that Ohio State and Auburn and Tennessee and others are well over the $10 million mark. Uh, so we had a donor come to us over the last couple of weeks and say, hey, I would love to contribute, but I want to do it in a way that hopefully drives other people to want to be part of this. Uh, and so they agreed to do a match campaign and they said, listen, if you guys can raise a million and a half dollars in subscribers, I will match that. And the reason why it's subscribers and it's not just donations and not contributions is because subscribers are paying for a product. When you sign up for Crimson and Cream for $25 a month, you are getting access to benefits, autograph signings, memorabilia. Uh, this is not just you know putting money in the till at church. You're getting a product, and that product is we are taking 90% of that money and turning it around and hiring student athletes to sign those autographs and to do that content and all of that. Um, but more importantly, and this is what's important long-term for NIL, is that Sooner Nation and every other institution can't be dependent on large donors to come in and save the day. That's just not gonna work. Can't go, go back to the same pockets, especially when the school has other initiatives. We all know that Oklahoma is trying to raise a lot of money in a lot of other places. But if we can build a sustainable collective, if we can get 10,000 people that are in that football stadium every Saturday to give us $25 a month, that's three and a half million dollars a year. That three and a half million dollars will guarantee that the football team can be competitive every year and then you add in the donors you add in all the business relationships that we're bringing to the table now we're at six million or eight million and all of a sudden you're rocking and rolling and you're not even thinking about competing about anyone else but the reality is that every single sec program right now probably is in better shape from an nil standpoint than the sooners are the good news is that we have a couple of years to fix that, but it means that the fan base has to get behind these collectives. Jason, what makes this collective unique, right? Because there's there's other Oklahoma collectives that are out there. What makes the Crimson and Cream Collective unique in your mind? Well, there's a couple of different things. Uh, one is that we support all sports. So any person right now can come in and give money to the collective. They can select the sport. So when you go to subscribe, you can pick the sport that you want. 
And in fact, we've had, I believe, eight different sports that people have given to over the last three days, including just as an example, golf. Like somebody is supporting golf by a few thousand dollars a year now, which is great, right? Like let's go create opportunities for those student athletes. The second thing, and it's a little complex, but to try to decipher it in, in, in a simple way, for student athletes to be able to earn legitimate dollars, meaning high five figures into the six figures, that cannot run through just the 501c3 collective. So one Oklahoma, as an example, is a 501c3 collective. They have to focus on completely charitable opportunities. In order for a student athlete to earn that money, they need to do it in a fair market value way. So if you go do an autograph signing for Ronald McDonald House and a volunteer opportunity, you're going to get paid $500 for that. But if Oklahoma wants to have a Heisman winning quarterback, he's going to want a lot more than $500 to go do an autograph signing somewhere, right? The only way that happens is through Crimson and Cream, period, end of story. If we want to have Heisman winning quarterbacks at Oklahoma moving forward, Crimson and Cream is literally the only entity capable of making sure that that happens. Um, and so from a support standpoint, that's why we want uh, individuals to be part of this collective. And while I can't go into details, what I can say is that probably by the end of the year, I, I, I hope uh, that Crimson and Cream is really the only entity that's out there. Uh, and, and we're in conversations to, to make sure that that happens. We want to be competitive. We have to be under one roof. It's one Oklahoma, right? And that's the reality of what we're trying to get done. Yeah, and just to take that just a little bit further, I know there's probably, like you said, a limited amount you can share there, but if you would just expound upon those thoughts, because on you know, on this podcast and several other platforms, that's been a message that I've passed along too, is it just makes sense to kind of have everything from a collective standpoint under one roof. So when you look at that, why in your mind, if and when that day comes at the University of Oklahoma, why would that be important for OU? Well, the reality is that we're all on the same team, right? And so if, if I'm trying to attract a recruit to an institution and for a coach, a coach can't go, Coach Venerables or Coach Mosier can't go and tell a student athlete, if you come to Oklahoma, we're going to pay you $100,000. That's not, that's against the rules and it's against the values of the institution. But what they can say is that our running back makes $50,000 from opportunities that Crimson and Cream generates for them. That's perfectly within the rules. But if there's three different collectives operating, how do we know how much each student athlete is making? And what I can tell you, and this is factual, is that we as a company provide full transparency to the university. So we don't just go work with student athletes and the university doesn't know what happened. Every contract that is signed is disclosed directly to the university. Not every collective does that. One Oklahoma doesn't. It just, and it's nothing against them. Like that, they're a separate business, they're private, so they can do whatever they want. It's their prerogative. But that, that's a challenge, right? Because if they're doing deals, they're announcing student athletes, the university sees it, but they don't know what, what it is. And how does that benefit the university? Because they can't even use that in recruiting. They can't say, Susie signed this deal for $500 with one Oklahoma. So great, Susie's making money, but over the long run, it doesn't work, right? And so that's part of this process is the disclosure. And while it may not happen immediately, what will end up happening probably within the next year or two across all sports, all schools, not just Oklahoma, is that more and more of these deals will come forward. And we will do that, right? We work with seven power five institutions. We have 
better data on market value than anyone out there. And so we have no problem. I have no problem telling you right now that the average men's basketball player on the power five level for schools that are doing it well is making between a hundred and $150,000 a year. It's a real number. And so that's what we need to get coach Moser's team to. I need to be able to create a scenario in which, you know, the starting players are being able to earn a hundred, $150,000. Cause that's what the market has dictated to be fair value for them for football. It's more, right? We know that the good quarterback, a Heisman winning quarterback, it's a million dollar a year quarterback. It just is, right? I mean, look what Bryce Young, Bryce Young is making a million dollars by himself at Alabama without the school, right? Like he's got his endorsements, he's got his beats, he's got whatever going on. So that just tells you what needs to happen and the school can be involved in it. And so they've essentially asked us to come in and create this ecosystem. But what they can do is support us to get the fans behind this so we can build this ecosystem. Jason, it makes perfect sense to me, right? If you want Oklahoma to be successful, then you support the Crimson and Cream Collective. But to, I don't want to even say dissenters out there, but to Oklahoma fans that say, well, wait a second here, I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, I'm involved in donating for these facilities. What is your message to, to those individuals out there that don't fully understand maybe the value of the Crimson and Cream Collective and what it brings to OU? Yeah, so there's a couple of different answers to that question. The first is that you don't have to contribute. No one's forcing you to. Uh, what you're, and you're, again, I don't like to use the word contribution. I'm correcting myself. You don't have to purchase our product. Just like you don't have to go eat a McDonald's, you can go eat a Chick-fil-A if you want. And so if you can't afford it or you don't believe in it, that's fine. But if you want access, if you want things like being able to get uh, on the field experience with a student athlete or be able to participate in a fantasy camp, you have to pay, right? Just like any product, you're going to have to pay for that. The second thing is you might have a budget for Oklahoma, meaning I have to pay for season tickets. I want to do this. I want to do that. This is my entertainment budget. And if I can't, you know, give to the university. So you have to make a decision as you should on how you spend your money. And you may make a decision to say, hey, maybe my $100 a year is better spent giving to crimson and cream for nil than it is just donating to the university one of the benefits that i would say as it relates to that and and joe c and and the school may get mad at me for saying this is when you give to the university it just it goes into the air right like you don't get anything back for it maybe you get a pat on the back when you give to us you're actually going to get something right so to me in reality i would say we're a better return on your money like I would rather get a free bobblehead from Crimson and Cream and though my $100 went to supporting a student athlete than it did just going to the school potentially, right? And that's the, the it's, there's a dichotomy right now with schools having to decide, hey, we're probably gonna have to take less money in from donations and other things because we're gonna need it to go to the collective. One of the last things that I will also say is that, and you know, some people may be familiar with the fact that the Green Bay Packers are a publicly owned team, right? Their fans own the franchise. And that is essentially what Crimson and Cream is sort of helping fans do at Oklahoma. You can sort of own a piece of the football team. If you give $100 to Crimson and Cream for football, that money is going to the football team. It is going directly to the student athletes. And so you get to be an owner. And just like the Green Bay Packers, your share certificate isn't really worth anything. 
but you are an owner, right? Like that is a chance to own a piece of stock. Just like, you know, you may own some stock in Apple or Tesla. Like you get to make decisions on the company, no, but you know, you get a piece of that. And when you're sitting there on a Saturday watching the game, you know, I'm in some small way making that ha happen. You couldn't do that before, right? That's not really what happened. Yes, you can build a shiny locker room and whatever else. This is a little bit of a different scenario and it's only gonna increase. And if I know that, hey, that athlete, who sort of works for me now gets to sign an autograph for my son. That's great, right? Like uh, I I would do it. And I play football at Rutgers and we work with Rutgers and I support the Rutgers collective because I want to have ownership of that, right? Like I want to be part of that ecosystem. Talking with Jason Belzer, one of the, uh, well, he is, he's the CEO of the Crimson and Cream Collective. He's making this thing happen. I If I can go back just to the, the campaign that you guys launched. I thought it was brilliant the way that you did this. And I know you shared a little bit about it, Jason, that it, it starts because you've got uh, obviously a, a donor that has a vision for helping this thing out. Now we've also mentioned it can't just be rich donors, right? It can't just be wealthy donors that make this thing go, but just the actual campaign itself. I thought it was so brilliant for you guys to get this Crimson and Cream Collective on the map. And I think for a lot of people, probably that is what got the Crimson and Cream Collective on the map and on the front of people's minds. So it, it, for those that maybe are unaware, they launched a, a campaign to try and generate $3 million in 30 days. So just take everybody through. I, I know you shared a little bit, Jason, about it, but how did all of that come together? And then again, like I said, I think it's brilliant. So what was sort of the, the brainchilding of this, this campaign? Yeah, I mean, so again, we had a we have and are actively soliciting large contributions and donors. And we had one donor that said, you know, same kind of skepticism, like, hey, I want to support and I obviously have the financial means to do it. But I also want to make sure that the rest of the Sooner community understands that they're as important as somebody like myself. And so the only way I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak, is by making sure that others are gonna do the same. And so we said, well, fine, what are you willing to put up? And he said, I'll put up a million and a half if you can get that matched. And so we said, all right, let's go build a campaign around that. And so we launched this campaign. Uh, we have over a hundred student athletes at the university participating. So if you go on our Instagram page, our Twitter accounts, you'll see student athletes posting things and doing that. Um, and so we are building this campaign. We're three days in. We've raised over four hundred thousand uh, dollars. We have a long way to go. Uh, I can tell you that you will start seeing in the next couple of days some very famous uh, Oklahoma Sooners that are playing in professional leagues that are going to start jumping in. Um, we have the whole university behind this, and they realize the importance of it. It's, you know, if Oklahoma sports are not successful, the university is not going to be as successful. Right. One of the reasons why OU is OU is because of this. And this is the brand, right? This is based on sports. And so, you know, this donor is willing to do that. And we need a few thousand other people to come in and say, hey, you know, maybe I can't put in one and a half million, but I sure can put in 25 bucks a month and it's reasonable and I get something for it. And that's great. Jason. Why all sports? This probably gets into a little bit of just the the mission statement, if you will, of the Crimson and Cream Collective. But I wanted to drill down on that. Why all sports? Why not just football or just basketball? Why all Oklahoma sports? I mean, why does Title IX exist, right? Like, why do we 
I think Oklahoma is proud about every sport that they have on this campus. And, you know, the softball program, the gymnastics program, the basketball program, I mean, there's so much tradition behind them. We want to support everybody. And, you know, we have a policy just as an example. And, and the university knows this, that if we host an event where we're hiring a male student athlete to participate in something, we always have to have a female student athlete as well. Now, compensation is always dependent on fair market value. So we've had scenarios at schools where we've had certain female student athletes do things where they're making more than their male counterparts because that female student athlete has a million fans on Instagram. And so when she posts about an event, she gets a lot more people to come out to it than a male. But that's our policy. And we told the university, if you don't like that, then we're probably not the ones that you want working with your alumni. But I think they they appreciate that. And the reality is that is, you know, softball going to go raise $3 million? No. But in order for softball to continue to be competitive, they probably have to raise a half a million to a million dollars potentially. Because there are programs out there right now that are saying, hey, you come here and we'll get you $25,000 a year per student athlete. And yes, you want to come play for Coach Gasso. You want to play in this ecosystem. But if you can go play at Texas and get 25,000 versus OU and get nothing, if that's my daughter, I don't know what I'm telling. I'm saying, hey, you can go make 100,000. That's a lot of money to get you started in life, especially in the situation where you're not going to have a professional career after probably from, from the sport. So we have to do it. And the fans get to decide, right? Like at the end of the day, you can look at the numbers. We've been transparent. 98% of the contributions have come in for football. Um, but it doesn't mean that we haven't had, we've had some pretty big contributors behind the scenes come in and put some money in for women's sports because they want to maintain that competitiveness. Just a couple of more, Jason, really appreciate your time. Thanks for educating, enlightening us on the Crimson and Cream Collective. I'm, I'm just curious for you individually, why Oklahoma, right? I know that you, this isn't the only uh, program nationally, but wh why OU? What was attractive about the University of Oklahoma for you? The biggest thing is that their tradition and the fact is that they want to win and the community is so behind them. And I hate to rag on my alma mater, but Rutgers has always had a very rocky um, history of support, right? Their fans are fickle. There's a whole lot of stuff going on in this area that, you know, distracts people. You don't have to go to a Rutgers game. You can go to a Jets or a Giants game or whatever that is. And when we look back in 10 years at the programs that survived the NIL era, they're going to be the ones that have that tradition and loyalty. Oklahoma is not going anywhere, right? They're going to be around. But, and I'm not trying to be a fear monger, but if Oklahoma fan base does not get behind NIL quickly, there is a chance that maybe they'll survive, but they're not going to be the same Oklahoma that everybody has known for the last 20 years. And that's a scary proposition. And so we have to rally, right? And we're doing that. We're getting there. We're making great progress. There's a lot of ground to make up right now. But we're confident that with us leading the charge, if, if anybody can do it, it's going to be OU. Just uh, just just two more here, if I may. The uh, 
I mean, obviously we know the subscription that you can sign up for at the Crimson and Cream Collective. I like some of the gear though, too. I mean, I'm sort of a dork for that kind of stuff. You could see some of the memorabilia and things behind me. Like I think the Crimson and Cream coffee mug's cool. I'm a coffee drinker, so that's something that I would I'd be happy to spend twenty dollars on and know that it goes to support OU athletics. Again, you know, some of the, of the profits from those anything that you buy on the site goes back to the kids. We don't take a dollar from that. So there's whatever they're, they're marked up, you know, X dollars and whatever we make literally goes right back into the bucket, all sports to support student athletes. And that's great, right? There's so many ways to do it. And again, you know, from individuals that may be listening to this, that want to get involved in a bigger way. You can call us right now and you can say, I want to give a thousand dollars. I want it to go to this specific student athlete. I want it to be used for this specific purpose. I want you to go find athletes that are going to go to the soup kitchen in my hometown and work there on the weekend. We'll do that, right? Like you can do whatever. That's what NIL is. I want to, here's a thousand dollars. I want a softball player to come over my house and teach my daughters how to, you know, hit a ball, right? We can do that for you. That's what Crimson and Cream. And I promise you, and, and we'll talk more about it. We're coming out with something that the OU community is going to love. And it's thanks to somebody that came forward and said, Hey, I want to do this and let's go create a really cool opportunity for student athlete. I'm telling you, it's going to be the biggest thing in NIL in two weeks. Everyone's going to see it across the country and they're going to love it. But that's the point, right? Like Sooner fans have an opportunity to support Sooner student athletes and do it however they want. And we're here to facilitate that process. Boy, that is uh, that's called dropping a tease, my friend, right there. That is masterful what you just did. I've just got the one final question, and you probably have answered this to some degree already, Jason, but I, I know sometimes there can be some misunderstandings out there about name, image, and likeness. What do you just want to, in a final closing manner here, share with Oklahoma fans any misunderstandings that they may have about the Crimson and Cream Collective? Yeah, we're not about so and I've seen this on social media, people are like, well, how much are you paying for this recruit? And we don't get involved in that. And I, I can tell you, I had somebody call me yesterday. They were a lawyer, they represent two recruits from Oklahoma, it, student athletes, prospective student athletes, they saw our campaign, and they said, Oh, boy, let's give them a call and see what they may offer. And I politely said, that's not what we do. We don't have those types of conversations. Um, so we are a fiduciary and we are an ambassador to the university in a lot of ways. And so I want to make sure that anyone that gives a dollar, a million dollars to the collective knows that we value their money and we are doing what we promise. And we are being as hundred percent transparent in that process as we can, just as a university is right. University has to say, this is what we're paying our coaches. This is what we're doing because you know, they're a publicly funded entity. And while we're not a publicly funded entity, we act like one. Jason, you're awesome. It's uh, so exciting, I think, for Oklahoma fans, what you and this collective are doing for the University of Oklahoma. So uh, on behalf of uh, fellow Oklahoma alums, I'll just say, hey, thank you for your hard work. I can't wait to see what this Crimson and Cream Collective. You've dropped some teases today, so I can't wait to see what happens oh, in a couple of weeks. Coming, I promise. So, but hey, thank you, Jason, and uh, look forward to chatting with you again down the road. Awesome. Thank you for having me again.